Welcome everyone to Dead Talk Live. I'm your host Viz from Walking Dead Now. Want to welcome all of our viewers tonight. Hope you could spend the next hour here with us. If you're joining us for the first time and want more information about our show, please visit us on the web at deadtalklive.com. You'll find featured recent episodes, our upcoming guests, past guests, and a past guests, and a whole bunch more. Also, if you haven't already done so, please visit us on YouTube. Our channel's name is Walking Dead Now. Please go ahead and feel free to subscribe if you enjoy our content. And if you're there right now, uh, please go ahead and hit the thumbs up button on this broadcast. I hope as everyone is uh, enjoying their Wednesday evening. At least that's what it is here. I know there are some people in the world watching right now where it's Thursday morning. And if it is, good morning to you. Let's welcome some people who are joining us here tonight. Welcome to CC Wheezy on Instagram. I'm sorry, on YouTube. Khaleesi is with us on YouTube as well. Uh, Justin is joining us. Lindsay Sparks is with us on Facebook. Rixer Rex is also joining us. On the Instagram side, let's say hello to Luca. Uh, Mon is with us. Delane is also with us as well. Welcome to all you guys on Instagram. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. And I hope you guys got a chance to see our interview last night with Lorenzo James Henry, who played Chris on Fear the Walking Dead Seasons 1 and 2. It was an excellent interview with a lot of insight. Fascinating man to talk to. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to watch it, you can always go to our YouTube, uh, Facebook, or Twitter. All our interviews are archived right there, and you can rewatch uh, our interview last night that we had with Lorenzo, who again played Chris on Fear the Walking Dead. Now, if you guys follow us on social media, you've already seen the exciting new guest announcement that we made today. Uh, Eleanor Matsura, who plays our beloved Yumiko, will be joining us live right here on Dead Talk Live on a Wednesday, October 21st, one week from today. Um, our interview with Eleanor uh, is going to be at a different time. We're normally on this time of the night, uh, 9.30 p.m. Eastern U.S. time. Uh, because Eleanor is in the United Kingdom, uh, Wednesdays, October 21st episode of Dead Talk Live will be airing at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time, five hours sooner than our normal broadcast time, and that is to accommodate the time difference uh, between here and the United Kingdom where Eleanor is. We are just thrilled out of our minds that we are going to have Yumiko live on the show with us. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait till next Wednesday. Uh, I'll be posting further promos as the week progresses to remind everybody about the time change. I don't want, you know, uh, for you guys that really want to see it, to tune in at 9.30 p.m. and have it be over already. Like I said, it's going to be airing at 4.30 p.m. Eastern United States time. Five hours earlier than we normally start, which is 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So we're very excited about that. And stay tuned because we have a lot more special guest announcements to make. And as soon as they are like completely confirmed, we are going to be announcing them on our social media throughout Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, the whole nine yards, plus right here on Dead Talk Live. Uh, on all those four platforms, our account name is Walking Dead Now. Okay, so if you want to find us either on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, just look us up, Walking Dead Now, and you'll keep up to date with all the latest news and information. Uh, our guest list, and as always, the most up-to-date information is on our website, deadtalklive.com. So, we're all really excited about that. Uh, Amazing Edits is joining us uh, today. Thank you uh, for being with us, Amazing Edits. It's good to see you back. 
let's see. We have Ara also joining us. Carlos is joining us. Macy is joining us on Instagram. Amazing Edits writes, I'm so excited, as are we. Lindsay Sparks on Facebook writes, that is awesome. Uh, Mortal Gaming on YouTube wants to know, how many seasons will there be? There will be technically 11 seasons of the Walking Dead original, but the 11th season is going to span two years. So depending on how you want to look at it, 12 seasons, 12 years, uh, actually 13 years because of uh, the pandemic pushing everything back. But technically, officially, it's 11 seasons. And the 11th season is going to be prolonged over two years the final episode of the original walking dead is not going to air its final episode till the end of 2022 so that's what's going on with that justin is saying i'm really excited for season 11 uh so yeah lots of stuff to be excited about uh fear gave us that amazing premiere this past weekend World Beyond has been very interesting, very exciting to follow as well. So lots of good stuff. Lots of good stuff this month. Now, we got another video submission. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of biased because this one, again, is from my daughter who made a Rick Grimes uh, tribute video and submitted it to me yesterday. Uh, I am biased. She is my daughter, but I absolutely love it. I'm going to play it for you guys right now it's called the way and for those of you who have not seen it it's gonna come on right now for those of you who have it is definitely worth watching again so here it is guys rick grimes the way all i am anymore is a man looking for his wife
So there you guys have it. Uh, Rick Grimes' uh, story from beginning to end told in five minutes. Uh, you know, amazing job by my daughter. Uh, I'm really proud of her. Uh, I love it. You know, I am a little biased. Uh, I love all the videos that all our digital creators give us. Uh, that's just, you know, another one to add to the list. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Standing Goal is uh, applauding on Instagram. Welcome, Standing Goal. Amazing edits, right? Oh, my goodness. It's amazing. It gives me goosebumps. You know I'm an editor, and I think this is amazing. Good job to my daughter. Thank you, Amazing Edits. Devshana is giving us a smiley love face on Instagram as well. Uh, Saz also loves the video. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, very proud of her. Very proud of that video. Great job. Great job. So, let's see what we else we have uh, for you guys. Now... Reminder that this coming Friday, uh, Vincent Ward, who played Oscar in season three of The Walking Dead, uh, one of the prisoners that died during the rescue attempt of Glenn and Maggie from Woodbury. We are very lucky to be joined by uh, Vincent Ward, who played Oscar, and that will be this coming Friday uh, at 9.30 p.m., and that's going to be great. We had Lou Temple on, who played Axel earlier this summer, and it's going to be great to hear from Oscar. Those were the two main prisoners that Rick and the gang discovered that survived. Uh, there was like four of them, five of them, uh, but it was Axel and uh, Oscar that went on to be important characters in the first part of season three on The Walking Dead. Uh, the Lou Temple interview when he was on earlier this summer was amazing. And the interview we're going to have this coming Friday with Oscar, played by Vincent Ward, is going to be absolutely phenomenal as well. So I definitely encourage you guys to tune in on Friday and uh, watch that as well. So, Khaleesi writes, Axel, Oscar, Tomas, Andrew, and Big Tiny. That's right. There was five of them. Good memory there, Khaleesi. Thank you for reminding me on the others' names. Uh, so, let's see what we got as far as news goes. The Walking Dead showrunner debunks fan theory about masked men in season 10 finale. The Walking Dead's boss has shut down a fan theory doing the rounds centering on the mysterious masked man introduced in the season 10 finale. In last week's episode, A Certain Doom, which aired after months of delays, we see the return of Maggie to the fold. However, she is accompanied by a blade-wielding masked warrior who saves Father Gabriel, uh played by Seth Gilliam's life. Many fans have suggested that he could in fact be comics character Mercer, a former Marine turned chief officer of the Commonwealth Army. However, showrunner Angela Kang has dismissed this theory, telling Business Insider in no uncertain terms, it is not Mercer. So we can scratch Mercer off the list on who's behind that mask. And like I said, guys, don't be surprised if we go a long, long time and maybe never find out who is behind that mask because it's just a soldier. Uh, and if it is just a soldier and they're knowing their identity bears no relevance to the storyline, I'm just giving you a heads up. Don't be surprised if we don't see that person take off that mask, uh, I'm preparing myself. And if we don't, it's no big deal. It just means that knowing their true identity is not relevant to the storyline. Uh, she does go on to say, I'll say that we will learn more about this character and kind of who they are and what Maggie has been through more recently. Can continue. That's going to be a big part of the story in the six episodes to come, but also in season 11 as a whole to come. So more and more, we're really, it's starting to solidify 
that these six episodes we're getting in early 2021 are really going to be centered around Maggie and what she's been up to in the years missing from the rest of the communities. Uh, Speaking of the new episode, star Norman Reedus has confirmed that filming has commenced by sharing an image of himself in costume. The Daryl actor previously teased of the episodes. We really get into uh, the heads of the characters more than a giant situation where you'd have thousands of zombies on top of you and people screaming and running. It's more character-driven because of COVID. It's kind of changed the dynamic a little bit. Also, I think after such an epic battle at the end of this season, I think you need some breathing room. So this is the actual article next of where Norman Reedus does confirm that they are filming. The Walking Dead has resumed filming, and they look to be on schedule to give us those six episodes sometime in early 2021. The six bonus installments first announced by showrunner Angela Kang at Comic-Con will extend season 10 into 2021, offering deep dives into characters such as Daryl and Carol. Reedus confirmed that he was back filming on Monday, October 12th, taking to Instagram and sharing an image of himself in costume. Uh, Talking uh, previously to Deadline after the bonus episodes, the actor explained, we really get into the heads. That's that's the quote I just read. Um, In light of the recently aired Whisper War finale, he added, I think people need to exhale, take a look around them, and I think that's what's happening now. I'm sure it will wrap up again, but right now it's kind of an introspective exhale sort of feel, which is nice, and it's a nice tone. The six extra episodes are the first to be produced with the COVID-19 measures in place and have been designed to ensure safe filming during the pandemic, which is also very good to hear. So we know Maggie is going to come back. She's probably going to be one of the stars. Uh, We know Daryl and Carol are going to be in at least part of the six episodes. In what role, I don't know. Obviously, it has to be maybe in the present. I have no idea. But the majority of them are probably going to be focused around Lauren Cohen, who plays Maggie. Now, here's an interesting article. Former star of The Walking Dead wants to return for the anthology spinoff. And you'll never guess who. Uh, uh, Sinequa Martin-Green has admitted she would be interested in returning to her role as Sasha. The actress uh, departed the zombie series back in season seven, though went on to star as the lead in Star Trek Discovery immediately afterwards, and it's a big hit. However, with the announcement of anthology series Tales of the Walking Dead, which will delve into some of the backstories of some of the series' most popular characters, there's no doubt that Sasha could be a prime for a revisit. Well, it seems she's definitely keen on the idea. The actress telling EW Live, I'd love it. I'd love it. I love Sasha. I love The Walking Dead. That was my family before this family. What a blessing, by the way, that I've been able to be in two situations back to back that were so familiar that have such reach. I would love uh, that would be so much fun. The actress went on to muse that it would be interesting to explore Sasha's origin, admitting I was always interested in backstory Of course, I I am as an actor, and with every character that I play, is always interested in the backstory. But as the years went on as Sasha, I was finding so much joy in developing so much backstory that no one would ever know. That's one of the great things about being an actor in TV is that you get to build so much life over the years and over the seasons. 
During the chat, Martin Green also revealed that she herself came up with Sasha's pre-apocalypse profession of firefighter. How many of you guys knew that, that Sasha was a firefighter uh, before the apocalypse? Uh, she goes on to say, I remember when I decided that I was a firefighter and then built all those memories for myself, she recalled. But then that started to become part of the conversation, and it was nice. It was nice to be able to create in the privacy of your own home, in your own little bubble, and then have that become a part of the public conversation. That was really cool to see. So yeah, that would be great. What do you guys feel about Sasha's backstory? Is that something you would love to see? I would personally love to see Sinequa reprise her role as Sasha on The Walking Dead. So let's see what's going on in the chats. Uh, CC Weezy writes, Oh, if you're a Sasha Sinequa fan, Star Trek Discovery Season 3 premiere is tomorrow. Uh, Khaleesi writes, Seeing Sasha, I would love to see her again. Uh Let's see what's going on. But Summer writes, plus her man is still on the show and he is getting more lines. <laughs> so anyway, I'm just reading through some of these chats. Uh, CC Weezy says, I did not know that about Sasha being a firefighter before the apocalypse. Uh, Steven Garza also says he would love to see Sasha come back. Amazing Edits on Instagram also writes that they she did uh, he did not know that Sasha was a firefighter. Um, so yeah, there are a lot of Sasha fans, and I am one of them. Uh, Amazing Edits writes, "I got another question for you, Viz, or all in the live stream. I don't know if you talk about that, but what is with Morgan? Why are the Walkers walking around them? Do you have a theory?" Uh, we saw the episode, Amazing Edits. It aired on TV. I think you're in Germany. Uh, I don't know if it's aired there yet or not, but that's all been answered. I don't want to spoil it for you if you haven't seen it yet. But this Monday's past episode, we broke down the season six premiere of Fear and we discussed it in detail. So I don't want to spoil it for you if you haven't watched it yet. Uh, although this next article that I'm about to read is probably going to spoil it for you a little bit, but yeah, that's, uh, we've got more than theories. We've got answers. Uh, amazing edits goes on to write. Nope. Haven't seen it, but I don't understand it. Well, you will, you will. Once you watch it, you will. I can tell you though, he's not immune. I know that was some theories going around before the premiere aired. Morgan Jones is not immune uh, to walker bites or anything of the sorts. So let's see uh, what else is going on. The next article we have is about fear. Lenny James says filming fear season six during the, pan the pandemic was a trip. Fear of the Walking Dead has returned for a sixth season, but production on the zombie drama's latest run of episodes proved more challenging than usual. As with all major film and TV projects, filming was halted following the coronavirus outbreak. Speaking to RadioTimes.com, Morgan Jones, actor Lenny James, recalled how what was supposed to be a short break between episodes kept on expanding as the realities of COVID-19 began to sink in. It's been a trip to be absolutely honest, James said. The thing about it is what it turned out to be is not what you thought it was going to be. When it started, we had come to a natural break. We had shot eight episodes. We had eight episodes left to shoot. We normally take a week or two break in between so at the beginning we were just taking our week or two break in between halves of the show uh, but this regular break ran into a month then two months then several more as it became clear that it wouldn't be practical to return to filming under these uh conditions and to, to let you guys know that filming for the second half of season six of fear is underway now. 
and it's been underway for a while. So it looks like we are not going to have a delay in getting the second half of season six, probably in February of 2021. They'll, what fear is running right now, they are running what would be the normal Walking Dead schedule. Fear premiered in October. It's going to take its break uh, at the end of November, beginning of December. And then the second half of uh, season six is going to pick up again, probably in February. So we are not going to have a longer than expected delay for the second half of Fear the Walking Dead. So anyway, filming on Fear was shut down in March, uh, eventually restarted in late August. The focus really has been on keeping people safe and also allowing people to get back to work. And that's being taken at a deliberate pace in order to make sure that we learn from our mistakes, but also that our mistakes aren't catastrophic and that our mistakes don't lead to anybody becoming infectious, James explained. It's odd, it's new, it's a new routine, but we've got to get used to it because it's the only way we can get back to any kind of semblance of the way we do our job. Filming under new safety restrictions wasn't the only new experience for James this season. The actor was also given the opportunity to step behind the camera to direct an episode of Fear the Walking Dead, following in the footsteps of his co-star Coleman Domingo, who plays Strand on the series. Coleman was my mentor. He looked after me all the way through it and was uh, good also that his character Strand is a big focus of my episode, he says. Seeing Coleman do it, it really gave me the confidence that it was all possible, so he was a big help through all the stages as well. And that is so cool to look forward to. We are getting at least an episode that is directed by Coleman Domingo, who plays Strand on Fear, as well as Lenny James. I am really looking forward to seeing their vision as director behind the camera be brought to our screens and just to see a glimpse as to what that vision looks like. Uh, he goes on to say he was a guy I could speak to when we were going through the edit and we were getting to the final cut and he was telling me what to expect, what not to expect, what's normal, what's not normal. Coleman was there all the way through. And it sounds like those two have a really good friendship. Uh, having taken the leap, James revealed that he's keen to direct another episode of Fear in the future, explaining that he's keen to put into practice some of what he learned while making his debut. I will direct again on Fear only because first time around, it was first time around. He said, I was aware of when I was being led. I was aware of when I was being supported. And I was aware of when I was in charge. As I have this opportunity here at Fear, I will take it again just so I can put into practice what I've learned from the first time around. When you're doing it, sometimes you don't know what you can do until after you've done it. So you need to put it into practice again. That's why I'll have another go here on fear if they let me, which I'm sure they will. I can't wait to see his episode. It's going to be amazing. Amazing edits, right? That is very cool. Uh, Corey Adams is with us on Facebook. Uh, Bree is also with us on Facebook. Uh, so Bree says, uh, waiting till it hits 12 because it'll be your birthday. Well, well, happy early birthday, Bree. And, but at midnight tonight, it is your birthday. So very happy birthday to Bree Nicole, uh, Gebert on Facebook. I hope you have a good one, Bree. Um, Corey's asking, how am I doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Hanging in there, man. Hanging in there. Love coming in here and talking to you guys every night. So this should make, this next story should make uh, 
Uh, some are very happy, who we all know is a big Michonne fan. Uh, the Walking Dead boss confirms Michonne's return with Rick Grimes is just getting started. You hear that, Summer, if you're watching? You know, I'm try not to say something that's going to piss you off and, you know, you call me and you chew my ear out because I love Rashone. I have Maul Rashone. I love Rashone. I love Michonne. I love Rick. Anyway, the article goes on to say AMC finally dropped the highly anticipated finale of The Walking Dead season 10th uh, show. With multiple spin-off projects in the works, the series producer Scott Gimple has teased huge plans for Michonne and Rick Grimes. The 16th episode of The Walking Dead season 10 was finally released. As usual, Daryl Dixon, played by Norman Reedus, and the band of survivors dealt with the ongoing aftermath of their own outbreak in the long-anticipated season finale. Uh, in a certain doom, Hilltop, Alexandria, and Oceanside finally took down Beta, played by Ryan Hurst and the Whisperers, whilst arriving, whilst the arrival of, of a familiar face set the stage for season 11. Uh, although Maggie Ree, played by Lauren Cohen, made her long-awaited return, there was no sign of Michonne or Rick following their departures in the last two seasons. After a grisly injury, Rick was airlifted to safety. Uh, we got a call. Hello, you're on Dead Talk Live with Viz. What's your name? How is Megan's ass? <laughs> yeah. Just to warn you guys, I have that. I have my finger right on the hang-up button. I'll give you a chance, but before you can even get that wrong word out, you're gone. Anyway, although Maggie Ree made her long-awaited return, there was no sign of Michonne or Rick Grimes. Uh, he was airlifted. However, fans may have some time to wait before the pair reunite as the main series is confirmed to be coming to an end with six additional episodes to season 10 and the final 11th season. The Walking Dead, Dead's first feature foray is uh, hope to hit cinemas pending the current situation surrounding the pandemic and is currently being penned by former showrunner and current producer Scott Gimple. He explained we're following the same general plan, but movies take a little longer and we're playing with it in all sorts of directions. And then the pandemic happened, which gave us the opportunity or the necessity to do that. As the project steams ahead, producers for the series have confirmed there are no plans to axe the show's biggest players as season 11 will be followed by yet another spinoff centered around Daryl and Carol, played by Norman Reedus and, of course, Melissa McBride. Moreover, it appears Michonne's search for Rick is set to form a substantial part of Gimple's forthcoming forthcoming film trilogy he continued we've been working on the script and playing around with the different aspects of it but it's still fairly early in there you'll be seeing michonne yes so there you guys have it we you know we mentioned this earlier uh they've come out and said it michonne is going to be back so there's no uh there's no guessing about it so uh, summer is here watching and she is very happy about the whole Rick and Michonne thing. Summer, I hope it doesn't end tragically. I really do. I hope at the end of the third movie trilogy that Rick and Michonne finally get to hook up. Like, for the first two and a half movies, you know, up until we get to the end of the third one, they're just missing each other. They're still looking for each other. And wouldn't it suck if... At the end of the third movie in the trilogy, they finally reunite. They embrace in this big, beautiful hug, kiss each other, and then Rick gets shot in the head. I mean, oh my God. Oh my God. That would be so tragic. 
uh, and Michelle and Summer writes, and if you guys know, I totally love messing with Summer when it comes to this. That's why I say this stuff. Summer writes uh, in all caps. It will not end tragically. Uh, my white boy is laughing. Summer says, "Viz, don't make me call in." Uh, you know, Summer, you're just you make it too damn tempting. Uh, no, no, no. It's not gonna play out that way. Where Rick and Michonne finally meet up in the movies, they embrace in this huge hug and love is pouring all out and then have something completely tragic happen because that's not how things are done on the walking dead right summer i mean we've never seen that before and we can definitely be assured that that will not be happening to rishon so <laughs> uh gypsy road is with us on youtube uh, welcome, Gypsy. Khaleesi writes, I'm about to fall out of my seat. I'm really towing the line with Summer. I'm really towing that line. I'll be good, Summer. I'll be good. Okay, I'm moving on. All right? We're going to start tonight's topic, okay? And tonight we're going to be talking about the Walking Dead flashbacks. And we've had our share of flashbacks. Uh, Gypsy Road says they shouldn't have announced Daryl and Carol's their own spinoff. Yeah, there's been news about that. I mean, you know, with them announcing the spinoff, we know they're going to live. Uh, it's kind of 50-50. Some people saw it as a spoiler. Other people took it as a big relief, knowing that Daryl and Carol, they don't have to worry about any of those two dying anytime in the next two years. And they're going to get their own spinoff. So it's kind of 50-50 split out there. When it comes to public opinion, I would have been surprised if either of those two died before the series ended, you know, especially Daryl and Carol, but more Daryl, you know, if they decided to kill Carol, it would have been like very close to the end of uh, the show, you know, and uh, the latter half of season 11, and it would be just a real you know, probably mind-blowing experience. But it's great. They both get to go on. Uh, Gypsy goes on to say the mystery of them about dying is out of the window, at least for now. At least for now. All right, we have another caller. Should I pick it up, guys? Should I pick this up? Let's. I like to give second chances. Hello, you're on Dead Talk Live with Viz. How are you doing? Hey, it's Corey. How you doing, Viz? Hey, Corey, man. How you doing? What's up? I have a question. What would you think if at the finale of The Walking Dead in general would be when Rick and Michonne are 20 or 30 years older and the kids are all grown up and it shows how the world is in their lives at that time? Like the comic books. Exactly. Uh, I think that would be great. Uh, in the comic books, Rick dies. Uh, you know, by a Commonwealth member. Uh, you know, I'd love to see the show end on a happy note. Uh, about the 20 to 30 year time jump, it's possible they can do that. But you got to remember, we're getting all these spinoffs and the big one that might interfere with that huge time jump that you're talking about is the Daryl and Carol one. Because we assume that's going to take place right after the original last episode airs. So, personally, I would love to see Rick and Michonne riding off into the sunset together happily ever after. Whether that's going to happen or not, I really don't know. Uh, I'm more likely inclined to say that that kind of happy ending is not what we're going to get. You know, because it's the zombie apocalypse, man. And uh, like I tell everybody who watches The Walking Dead, there are no uh, good, you know, the there are no good happy endings in The Walking Dead. Uh, they make it very realistic. The world has gone to hell. Uh, it's everyone basically just trying to survive. But taking it like to the comics, let's say Rick doesn't die 
and we do see a time jump decades into the future with Rick and Michonne and Judith, you know, as well. Uh, I would love to see that. Now, whether we're going to get that or not, I have no idea. What I've noticed is they don't have nothing to do with Maggie's boy yet. Not a whole lot about him either. You mean Herschel? Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, we just got a, a, a few glimpses of Maggie in the finale. We're going to see a lot more of her in the six episodes that we're going to get in early 2021. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that's where we're going to meet baby Herschel as well. He's not a baby anymore. Uh, he should be somewhere around six or seven years old by now. Uh, maybe if they, if we do get several of those episodes starting from the time Maggie left, we will see a baby Herschel. And then within those six episodes, we might see a couple of time jumps. And then we might see Herschel at the age of two or three. And then we might see Herschel again at the age of five. And then finally, we're going to get to see the Herschel that we're going to get in season 11. But all indications point that, you know, Herschel Jr. is going to be uh, a significant part of season 11 of The Walking Dead. Sounds good. All right, man. Well, thank you so much for calling in, Corey. Well, thank you. All right. Take care, man. All right. So there you guys have it, you know. I'm just saying, it's the Walking Dead guys, Rick and Michonne riding off into the sunset together after a 20, 30 year time jump. Yeah, we would love to see that. But if you go by history and, you know, on how they try to keep the world that these people are living in front and center, whenever there is a moment of happiness on the show, it is meant by tragedy not soon after uh like i tell everyone there's no happy endings on the walking dead there's just a little sliver of hope that is given to us and the characters only to be taken away and truth be told that is part of the big reason that makes this show so damn riveting is you just keep waiting for everyone to just catch a break that's prolonged not a break that lasts a day a week or even a month that to catch a break and a lot of stuff really starts to go their way for a prolonged period of time but we would have to wait and see we have to wait and see so anyway going back to the walking dead flashbacks uh a lot of these to talk about we're not going to get through all of them we have about 15 minutes left uh, let's start with the series of flashbacks that we get to see early in the series when Rick is in the hospital and Shane had to make a decision whether to leave him or take him out of there. If y'all remember, the military was shooting up uh, the living in the hospital in a state of panic. This was very early in the apocalypse as everything was starting to go down the toilet. Shane does leave uh, comatose Rick behind, but puts this makeshift barricade in front of his room. He puts a gurney to block the door. And uh, he tells Laurie that Rick has died. Shane legitimately wanted to save Rick. No one's ever doubted that. Uh, he did his best that he could. He couldn't carry him out of the hospital. Uh, if the military saw uh, a man carrying a comatose patient out of the hospital... Both Shane and Rick would have been killed by the military. Uh, another flashback shows us when Shane and Laurie and Carl are stopped in traffic. Uh, that's where they pretty much get to meet the camp group, uh, including Nor uh, Carol and Ed and Sophia. Uh, people were getting out of the car. Carol is also in this scene. And they see Atlanta, which is where they're trying to get into, uh, blown to bits by the military. And we have seen this on every show of the Walking Dead universe. It has happened in The Walking Dead. We've seen Los Angeles blown up in Fear of the Walking Dead. And we also saw something very similar in The World Beyond Now. So we get like a picture, at least what was going on in the United States, as to what the government's response was 
when they knew that things were just spiraling way out of control. And their response is to kill everyone, blow it all up, blow it all up. And I don't know. I don't know what their plan was after that. So uh, anyway, The Walking Dead Torn Apart Webisodes is also worth mentioning because the six-part web series shows us the origins of Hannah, or as The Walking Dead fans know her as Bicycle Girl from season one of the main show. I do have those, the majority of those webisodes uh, posted if you guys want to go and check them out. Uh, Rick puts her down and he does say, I'm sorry this happened to you. Uh, then we have Laurie and Shane flashback in season two, episode two, where uh, in the first opening minutes of the episode, it starts with the flashback of Lori waiting for Carl outside of his school. Shane arrives at the school and breaks the news that Rick got shot in the line of duty. Uh, this scene was kind of ironic because when the flashback finishes, we see Rick uh, while he is carrying an injured Carl who was accidentally shot by Otis in that same episode, uh, episode two of season two. Uh, next, we have Michonne and her backstory, and this flashback occurs in Season 4, Episode 9. We understand that she was in the company of her boyfriend, Mike, and his best friend, Terry, in the early stages of the apocalypse. They were having a discussion whether they should stay at the camp or not. They were also talking how good Michonne had become with her katana and how much of a valuable skill that was in those days the scene then shifts and we see mike and terry armless in a reference of what they have become to michonne now two armless walkers that protected her and basically camouflaged her against the dead and they've also become to come to be known affectionately as michonne's walker pets her walker pets uh, we later know that Terry and Mike's actions led to the death of Michonne's son, Andre. They were too high on drugs to protect him. Uh, enraged, she let Mike and Terry turn when they were bitten, and she turned them into her pets. In season four, we also get to see how Bob Stokey joins the group. Remember, this is after the people of Woodbury were brought to the prison, and then we had Bob around the same time, but no one really knows how he came to be in the prison. In a flashback scene, Bob is seen wandering the streets um, and the woods all on his own, looking like he was exhausted and very close to giving up. Eventually, Daryl and Glenn come across him when they are out on a supply run. Satisfied with the answers he gave to the famous three questions that they have, they decide to take him into the prison. Uh, there were a few flashbacks in late season three or in season four where we see Rick trying to help Carl retain his innocence by taking the gun away and teaching him to farm and spending time with the kids from Woodbury. We also see some Herschel and Rick moments as well. Now, moving on, we have the flashback where we learn how Abraham met Eugene in season five. And we have discussed this a lot. Eugene basically saved Abraham's life. Uh, Abraham had given up. He had nothing to live for anymore. And Eugene, you know, was running away from some walkers, yelling for help, help, help. Abraham gets up. He was about to blow his head off, takes care of the walkers for Eugene, turns around, is about to let him be, leave him alone. And that's where Eugene springs the big lie that he needs to get to Washington uh, because he can save the world. And that gave Abraham a sense of purpose. And, of course, we find out that it's all a lie. That did not sit too well with Abraham. Definitely did not sit too well with Abraham. Next, we have the Terminus people, where we first meet them in the fifth season premiere, which, as you all know, if you've been watching me, the premiere of season five is my favorite episode of The Walking Dead. We learned that there were good people once. We did originally want to create a sanctuary 
In the flashback that occurs in the first opening minutes of the episode, it is revealed that the people of Terminus were once imprisoned by marauders, nomads, in the train carts. They were tortured and the women were raped. However, they managed to escape and overpower their captors. This incident convinced them that there was no good left in the world and being trying to be good was just making themselves an easy target. And that led to their motto, which was you're either the butcher or the cattle. And then they decided to become the butchers and they literally started eating human beings. It's like, you know, in connecting those dots, I feel like there's a big dot that we're missing. Okay, you were trying to do good by creating a sanctuary where people can be safe. Okay, your safe spot gets taken over. Your women are raped, uh, abused. The men are abused. The women are abused. All the bad stuff you can think about. You finally overtake your captors. Get your sanctuary back. And then you go to eating people. Is it me or is there there's like a big little gap there that should be filling in something in the middle there? Because it just doesn't make sense how they just decided to turn into cannibals. It's a great story, don't get me wrong. And I'm sure it was written with the purpose for that part to be left up to us to try to figure out and insert our own reasons as to why they decided to start eating people. But, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, so, sometime after Carl died, Rick read his son's letter. Rick decided to uh, pen one of his own. While Rick is reading his own letter, we see a flashback of Carl as a small child on the, on Herschel's, uh, sorry, on the Ross farm, wearing his father's hat and holding his hand. This was an innocent and sweet flashback with nothing uh, sinister or dark about it and it didn't serve a purpose to the storyline it was just a very touching glimpse of a life they once had as a family that is now gone another touching scene is the flashback shown through sasha when she is placed in the coffin to be transported to alexandria by the saviors while she's in that coffin and she's listening to the music just before she takes the uh, poison pill, the ricin that Eugene made. The flashback shows us the interactions between Sasha and Abraham and how close they had really become. Moving on to Michonne and Daryl in Season 9, Episode 14, which is, uh, the title of it is called Scars, which is in reference to the scars on the back of uh, both Michonne and Daryl. Michonne reunites with her college friend Jocelyn. She was surviving with a bunch of kids. This occurs during the time jump and was used as a way to also explain why Michonne completely started not trusting anyone anymore after her best friend pre-apocalypse turned out to become this evil monster post-apocalypse. Anyway, we see Michonne... Uh, we see in Michonne's house the kids are the kids and Jocelyn are enjoying a bonfire with a younger version of Judith and the community kids. Uh, when they later discovered that both jo Jocelyn and the children are gone, Daryl jo joins Michonne in the search as she is lamenting about how stupid she was to trust an old friend. Daryl and Michonne get ambushed by the kids. They later wake up bloodied and tied to a pipe where they are painfully branded with an iron X on their lower backs. Um, that was a that man, that was a twisted episode. A great episode, but it was twisted. They soon escape, but Michonne was left with no choice but to kill the kids who were going to kill her and her unborn child. And when she was killing them, she still has no idea where Judith is. This memory torments her and it, it impacts her future decisions, such as cutting Alexandria off from the rest of the communities. 
Flashbacks are also later shown in season 10 to tell, to tell us how Beta and Alpha met, which is in the asylum, presumably where Beta might have been committed prior to the apocalypse, uh, which I'm pretty sure he was. We also discover how Alpha tried to warp Lydia's memories of her father, who was not abusive, like Alpha made her believe he loved Lydia and was killed because of Alpha. There were a few minor flashbacks that were used to show us how Sadiq is haunted by the memories of the Whisperer Kingdom Fair Slaughter and how he was kept uh, there to watch. He was the one that was selected to be left alive, to bear witness to that slaughter, and to be left tied to a tree and basically lead the people who found him to the severed heads on the pikes and just goes to show you how twisted alpha was uh in her way of thinking and she really was ruthless at the poor absolutely ruthless uh ismail is with us on instagram uh so you guys are having conversation i'm not gonna butt in uh, you guys are, are rehashing some of season three, I see. Uh, amazing edits, right? This sounds like a classic The Walking Dead love story. Yep, classic is one word to put it. Nick the Kid is with us on Instagram and is waving. Uh, Summer, who is now on Facebook, writes, I want to beat Jocelyn's ass for hurting Michonne. Oh, man, Jocelyn. Whew, yeah. Hurting Michonne is an understatement. Uh, she completely broke Michonne's trust, not only of strangers, but I think it broke the trust, and we know that it broke the trust that Michonne had of the people that she had been surviving with, like Maggie at Hilltop, uh, the Kingdom, Ezekiel. It just completely made her shut down. And it's because of Jocelyn. And, of course, her having lost Rick seven months or so prior to that Jocelyn incident as well. Anyway, guys, we are out of time for tonight. Thank you so much for joining me. Go to our website at deadtalklive.com to see all of our upcoming guests. Stay tuned. We have a lot uh, more guests in the works. And they could literally be announced at any moment. Uh, we're just waiting for final confirmation, and as soon as we get that, we will be announcing it on our social media, as well as right here on Dead Talk Live. Thank you to the team who has been moderating the chats tonight. Thank you all for watching. Please visit us on YouTube. Our channel's name is called Walking Dead Now. Please go ahead and subscribe if you're there right now. Please go ahead and hit the thumbs up button on this broadcast. I'll be back on the air again tomorrow night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern U.S. time. Until then, guys, remember to always stay walking. Good night.